we had a we had a, we had a tradition for a long time since I've been here, which is constantly going out to the pub. Uh, you know, drinking out there, coming back toward green, finishing the drinking here, crashing in bed, and then waking up the next morning angry as hell for this ha- for these hangovers. So, how have you guys been managing this uh, quarantine now that we can't do any of that? Uh, let's um, start with you, James. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's just really like I, I have the sort of mentality where you just you just have to get on with it, don't you? Really, um, you just got to adapt. Um, you you have to have a routine. Um, so, I mean, I mean, for me personally, obviously, like I've obviously got my all, my dissertation to do, my assignments um so really that is the main priority for me um i mean it, uh, specifically like obviously like we go out to all these places so i think it's more like as long as you have like a good friendship group um because i mean as you know there's probably about sort of 10 to 15 of us um and i think that's actually quite crucial for being in like a situation like this um that you have that sort of support mechanism around um i mean you know you do have to feel for people who like live in their own sort of flats and only have one or two people or for example, um, someone I know who's living by herself. Um, so I think I think the crucial thing with it is is like you need you need that sort of group around you, um, and obviously we're quite privileged to actually have that, um, but some people aren't unfortunately. Yeah, I, I wholeheartedly agree with mm. you. Though. It's 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 very difficult if you're alone. Yeah. Um, what about you, Josh? What's your well for for those that don't know, we've had this ongoing thing now where um, every time coronavirus is mentioned, we always have to admit that Josh was always right. So. We would be in the pub. That's fucking right, mate. <laughs> um, we would be in the pub at Spoons, the local Spoons here, which is, um, for those that don't know, a chain of pubs in, in the UK. And um, we would be sitting there drinking, and Josh would be pulling out the numbers saying, oh, my God, look what's going on in China, man, coronavirus. It's going, getting bad. It's getting bad. And we'd all be like, oh, man, it's, it's, you're, you're listening to the news. They're sensationalizing everything. It's, it's completely uh, over, overdone. It's not, it's not going to be that bad. It's, it's pretty much the flu. It's, it's not going to spread that fast. And look, the government will enact some. F- look at that shit now, right? <laughs> you know, like no, how does that make you feel? <laughs> it was he's literally us wrong. That's yeah, for sure. it was literally that. It was we were just laughing at him. He'd throw out a statistic at us. We'd be like, no, it's not that bad. And then the a week is, later, it's not even just you people. Fucking Johnson was out there saying this shit as well. <laughs> like we see it the, the other week. He's like coming out, going, "Hey, I went into the hospital and I shook every fucker's hand there." You know what I mean? But look at you now, Johnson, mate. <laughs> Can barely walk apparently you were saying oh wait well, he, apparently he's made his first walk today he's making short walks or whatever but everyone was like no he's fine he's recovering <laughs> and all this type of stuff do you know what politically he's not for me right but i mean like i've seen a lot of stuff on twitter and facebook like fi- actually 50 50 some people are saying oh he's amazing he's doing an incredible job which i think we know he's not doing an incredible yeah. job yeah and you get the other half yeah. that are saying, oh, no, he, he deserves this and all this. Yeah. You can never say a man deserves this type of stuff. Yeah, he's got like, uh, he's like a kid on the way yeah. and he's got his yeah. missus. Yeah. And to be fair, he no, no one could have like expected this type of stuff because he went in with this, like, his idea, right, I'm going to get Brexit done yep. and all this type of stuff. That was his big priority for And that's time. what he, I guess he was hoping to do or whatever. Yeah. But now he's been hit with this fucking wave of shit that nobody thought was ever going to happen in anyone's lifetime no do you know what i mean it's, that, it's the first time yeah. i think the world has always has been in lockdown i just together. don't i don't believe people should be giving the man shit for essentially laying on his fucking deathbed do you yeah. know what i mean you can never wish that on someone no i think i think what it boils down to is i mean politically obviously i'm the same as josh um i don't i don't agree with him on anything but from a moral human sort of standpoint um it's it's never good to wish anybody deaf or a politician like you know you have to you know, you have to draw the line really between, you know, what is moral, um, which is right and wrong. 
Absolutely. Dominic Cummins can die though. He's a fucking donut. Yeah. But in fact, we see that video of him running out of number 10 after, after uh, yeah, the Johnson. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was insane. Fucking wimp. It tells man. you everything about that guy who's apparently his best man or whatever. He's a snake. Absolutely. Yeah, he's certainly, um, certainly a colourful character. So, um, Josh, what have you been up to during this quarantine? How have you been handling things? Well, I'm, I'm going to be honest with you, Andy, mate. There's been a, a lot of masturbation going on. <laughs> hell of a lot of masturbation i've got to the point where i'm setting records now i'm googling records and i feel like i'm gonna be overtaking them in the next couple of days or whatever i've been emailing uh guinness book of world records they haven't got back to me yet but i'm sure they may eventually well but there's always competition to be the greatest so that's of the, course that's there the key is. Thing, yeah but the, the thing is right porn up premium hadn't done me any favors <laughs> you know what i mean so i reckon after this is all over it might it might fall off do you know what I mean? Or maybe I'll never be able to get hard again because like, <laughs> I'm, I've been looking at these videos too much. Do you know what I mean? And suddenly it's all downhill. <laughs> like, bring a girl back or whatever and lay in bed with her and she's like, Josh, what's wrong? And it's like, well, I don't know if you've heard about this, but for the last two months, porn on premium has been free. Yeah. Have you been listening to the Swing Podcast, girl? <laughs> you, know, you know this by now. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Well, as usual, I do appreciate the honesty. That's the whole point of this podcast. So, oh, but I mean, it's I'm not sure easy. I'm sure a lot of other people are doing the same. So, it's not easy though. I'm bit being locked in or whatever. Like, there's been a lot of boozing up as well. Oh yeah, mm. a little bit mm-hmm. too much boozing, mm-hmm. up, which I think we're, we're all aware of the amount of boozing. Yeah. It's yeah. not yeah. it's not great, yeah, yeah, but yeah. at the same time, I mean, there's a lot of anxiety at the minute. Yeah. I know a lot of us yeah. are not showing it or whatever, no, but well, yeah. we've got anxiety with like obviously. 980 deaths today yeah, but then crazy. we've all got the shit like oh we got to do our uni work we've got to do yeah, this yeah, yeah, yeah. and it's all fucking coming round and then fucking we got like management here that uh, well they're just not doing a great job essentially I want to take in our off, opinion so. yeah yes certainly certainly a lot to deal with um, but as I say we're British we keep calm and we carry on <laughs> and we, we, we all made the conscious decision um, a couple of weeks ago to go down with the ship essentially yeah. like we we sat down and we thought about it and it could be we could go home or whatever and we enjoy being with our families but then there's a lot of people that are asymptomatic and there's a possibility that we could pass it on to them yeah like I've, I've said to you guys multiple times me specifically i'm not afraid of getting this virus but i'm afraid about spreading it to other people how they could be affected you know what i mean mm-hmm. i'm like i never be able to forgive myself if like a loved yeah, one or yeah. whatever i passed it on yeah. to them and then they passed away do you know what i mean that was definitely going on in my mind. I had to, I had this discussion with James actually. Um, so so when this started, James was very worried about it and and felt he needed to go back with his family and yeah. you know and and there was this it was this looming kind of storm really. Mm. Yeah. And yeah. my parents had called me several times during the day, um, com- trying to convince me to head back to New Zealand. And 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 my big argument to James as well as to my parents um, was that well look everyone's leaving halls anyway, um, so there's going to be less people in 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 Wood Green anyway. Uh, to begin with secondly um i'm more likely or anyone's more likely to risk it by traveling back when this is breaking out and uh we're going back to our families which as you said it sounds sounds nice but at the same time there is that risk of infection um and also mentally you know we have already kind of started our life outside of our house so our family home or around our family and it's and it's for me it was meant it was the decision was also kind of personal where it was like i'd love to see my family obviously um but I knew that by going back, I'd miss you guys. I'd also miss um, London mm. and where I was in a, a, a crucial stage of my life, essentially, you know, second year. Um, 
and and going back to relying on my parents again where which obviously is is lovely but at the same time i didn't want to do that um because you know it's you know it's your parents at the end of the day you you love them but at the same time you're you're basically a man now uh, and yeah. going back and having to depend on them again is a little bit taxing on your mind as yeah, well. Yeah, but I'm sure they won't mind, Andy. <laughs> no, they wouldn't. They wouldn't <laughs> I mean, mind. They wouldn't mind. They, wouldn't they, mind. they, they, they want their uh, Antonaki <laughs> yeah, they around do. them. <laughs> they do. They want to support you. They want to yeah. share the red wine. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> they want to provide for you and keep you safe. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, it's an interesting point you make, Andy, actually. Because um, I, re- I remember we had this discussion. Um, must have been about three, three and a half weeks ago now. Um, and actually, yeah, strategically, it was probably best we all stayed here um from a point of exposure um from being less exposed to um other people actually because i mean yeah. there's only like 50 or 60 people here yeah. um yeah you you actually do make a valid point um about being asymptomatic you know you could go home and infect you know your loved ones who are like obviously in their 50s and 60s yeah. um so actually strategically like for us actually all of us um it is actually better we stay at put um yeah and touch wood so far, um, it's paid off, I think. Exactly. I mean, yeah. we were talking about this literally today as yeah. well, you yeah. and me, um, how, you know, whether or not we've had it or not, doesn't we don't know. But if we've had it, yeah. are we asymptomatic? Or is it just the, the exposure that we've had <laughs> to coronavirus uh, that is the reason why we haven't had it that badly? Or if, you know, it's, it's surprising that even though, as you said, 900 cases today, mm. we haven't actually felt that. You know, we've we've felt mm. the physical side of things where it's been like, you know, we can't go to the cafes anymore like we used to. Mm. We can't go, you know, to the to the, to the pub at night. We mm. can't we can't sit down at like a nice little restaurant mm. outside. We have to do everything like yeah. by ourselves. But but where is you know we haven't actually physically literally mm. been affected by. Anything. I mean. I mean, like we all, we, I mean, we, we all always go on about this, don't well, we? Well, by you the know, coronavirus the, side, yeah, the, not, end, not, no, the no, mental health side no, is no, also no, taxing. No, no, not in terms of that. I mean, we always say like, you know, when was it? The end of Fe- January, February. Um, we all like said we had something in terms of the fever um, and the cough. Um, so who knows? Like maybe, maybe we did have it. Maybe we didn't. But like, I think, yeah. I think the crucial thing with all of this is, um, and this is actually a thing from previous sort of governments, what they've been doing, like you need to do the testing. Yeah. Um, and in terms of like not just the testing, in terms of the antibodies, um, yeah. and then obviously you distinguish who has had it and who has not, and then um, obviously you can sort of like come to a conclusion about when to lift the lockdown and like yeah. which specific demographics as well. I'll tell you one thing about this fucking coronavirus shit that's pissed me off incredibly is um, well you compare it to Germany's approach to this type of stuff, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The amount like I heard they was doing like five hundred thousand tests a week. And they've had over a hundred thousand cases, but they've only had like three thousand deaths. Now that because of the amount of testing that they've been doing, if you compare it to us, if these people are coming up as positive or whatever, they can get them into hospital sooner, and then they can start like relieving the symptoms or whatever. We're not doing any fucking testing hardly yeah. at all, so it's no wonder that we've got having so many fucking deaths. Do you know what I mean? It's yeah. It's yeah. disgusting. Yeah. It's also the communication. For me, what the what the big problem was was that uh, the moment. So I remember the day when I started to realize this is actually serious, and it was with you, Josh. It was at the coffee shop at Lucia's, and and we were. I just come out of handing in this assignment, which I got my results back today. And um, was this the one when you felt ill? No, no, that that was, was that was a week before, and I yeah, that that was like that was me like being like, oh my god, do you, I have it? Yeah, but yeah. you looked a bit shocked at that point. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. This man was pale Saturday, and I was like, are you okay? He's like coughing, and I was like, you, you know this coronavirus? It's getting quite serious. And I looked, like, no, no, I ain't got it. <laughs> yeah. And I showed him like some t- uh, statistic or something, and the geezer went translucent. 
Yeah, it was pale and then I could, he just disappeared. It's like those memes or whatever where they just disappeared. Just slowly disappear. Yeah, that was definitely, um, I do remember that day. But that, that, at that point, I wasn't really um, in the mindset to take it seriously. Like, like to, not that I wasn't taking you seriously, but at that point, I was just thinking, fuck, I need to get home. I, oh, the last thing I need is to hear Josh rubbing in my face. I've got coronavirus. I'm going to die. Because <laughs> I asked him, I was like, is it lethal? And it was like, and he just gave me this look of, well, you know, people are dying, mate. So it wasn't helpful. And I was just fucking tired and, whatever so i went back the next week i um i got i i got an i had an assignment due the following wednesday i finally submitted it got my results back by the way did pretty well but anyway um congratulations <laughs> thank you um and uh i got the i, I handed it in i felt pretty good about myself and i saw josh and i said hey man do you want to get coffee and he was like all right let's go so we went down we sat down and um i was saying yo so how you been how's everything he's like mate shit you're not listening coronavirus mate it, we've we've had two cases in in, in the uk already and I was like, two cases. He's like, have you not seen what's happening in Italy? And I was like, what's happening in Italy? And he, he pulls out the phone and they've had 2,000 cases. And I'm like, what? And they're like, bro, they're going on lockdown, mate. God, it's going to spread here. It's going to spread here. And I start like thinking, holy shit, this, actually, <laughs> this is actually happening. And then um, uh, I think literally the, the following week we were on lockdown. Yeah, I know. But lockdown, I mean, what, what is this lockdown? Mm. I, know, I know me and you and James, actually, we had this conversation the other week. And I was looking at like um, Heathrow's arrivals and departures oh or whatever, God, yeah. which um, it, it, actually today it was um, mentioned on the briefing. Like, well, why are these flights still coming in or whatever? But to, to put it in context uh, for people that are listening, like last week or the week before, there was something like 15 flights arriving from Italy daily and something like 15 flights arriving from Spain as well. And a lot of these people that was coming in were saying that there's no checks when they arrive or something like that, they're walking straight in and going straight on the tube and just traveling out. And I'm thinking, what the hell? You yeah, know what I mean? A, yeah. Today, it, it was actually brought up, but it, it didn't seem like they had a good enough argument for why this was still happening to this day. What, so, what do they say? I, I can't remember like 100%, but I'm sure it's on a BBC, BBC thing. Mm. But anyway, it's like, what is lockdown, yeah. essentially? Because yeah. it, it seems like it's a very open term. Yeah. Okay, you're going to go for a jog once a day. Yeah. Well, how are you going to prove that we've only been out once yeah yeah i mean um like in france they have a, a a letter or whatever that says that they're like key workers or they've only been out once or something like that i noticed it like yesterday they changed it so they're not allowed to jog in the daytime now right like there's an actual fucking thing to stop them from going out and because we're having more deaths here i feel like we should Probably. be a little bit stricter you know yeah yeah, no, absolutely. Following on from um, Josh's point, um, I mean, w with the lockdown, I mean, it's not it's not exactly sort of clear cut. Um, it, I mean, in my personal opinion, I don't think it is actually a full lockdown um, because obviously, you know, it's it's kind of baffling how we have like obviously over 900 deaths and, you know, the government regulation laws are saying we can go out for one piece of exercise. But who's to say like, you know, you could potentially infect other people or other people could infect you. You know, and it's actually been proven now, like they've done modelling actually, um, that two metres in terms of social distancing actually is not effective. It's probably more like sort of six metres, um, which is sort of effective. So the government regulations actually don't sort of tie in um, with the sort of modelling which is now happening. So there seems to be some sort of inconsistencies um, with what the government are actually saying and what the science is saying. Um, it's either like my opinion on that is it's either it is a lockdown or it is not a lockdown. There's no there's no in between. You need in in my personal opinion. Listen, I'm I'm all for like freedom, open borders, but you know you really like to get a grip on this. It's, it's obviously clear from the scientific evidence that you need to have a full lockdown. Yeah. So, so what they're saying that they're following the best 
science <laughs> at every stage. I mean, like, whose science are they following then? Because you've got to look at the other countries around the world to see that. Explain word for word that that video you sent about the um, the ventilators that you sent us. Oh right, yeah. So uh, essentially, uh, Michael Gove came out and he said, "Well, this essentially sums up exactly what you guys are talking about." Yeah, the, the in, ineptitude of the government. At there's the a lot of lies. Do you know? What I'm saying? But the thing is, I don't think it even is just lies. I think they just don't know what they're talking about. Yeah. Anyway, Michael Gove came out. Uh, was it a couple of weeks ago now? I mean, uh, he was like, "Yes, guys, we we've set it all up. By the uh, the weekend, there'll be thirty thousand brand new ventilators and they're being made by Dyson and McLaren so you've got you've got nothing to worry about when it comes to quality there guys anyway uh, weekend hits we're all sat there waiting around for the new ventilators and all this type of shit brilliant we're all gonna we're all gonna live guys we're all gonna live and uh, the news reporter came so I was like oh news just breaking news guys breaking news the ventilators have arrived <laughs> <laughs>